Hi, everybody. It's the Odafest Podcast. Hooray! I, huzzah! I'm Jay. I'm Nancy. And I'm Angelo. Before we get any further, um, we have some news to announce in case you missed it. So we have an announcement to make, a guest announcement to make. Guest announcements. Yes. So you know her as Rini on Critical Role. She's a cosplayer, esports event host, model, and actress. We've got Mika Burton coming to Odafest 2020. Woo-hoo! Nice. Yeah, I actually know who Mika is, which I know that sounds really bad, but I don't always know who our guests are because I don't follow everything that there is to know. It's kind of hard to keep up on pop culture considering how big the internet is. How many forms of pop culture there are. All I know about her is I think I know who her dad is. Uh... Yes. Can you guess who her her dad is if you don't know, Nancy? Who I think it is. Is it Bob? Is it LeVar? It is. (gasps) It is LeVar. Yeah. That must Uh... be difficult. You know, uh, like I think like, it is, yeah, but she's LeVar Burton. Okay. Yeah. How do I be But interested? she's made, I'm, what I'm trying to say is she's made a name for herself, exactly. too. That's and nice. we're very happy to have her at Odafest 2020. Um, what's up? What's the hold on? As, as someone who actually knew who Mika was, but not the fact that, you know, there's that relationship, that's right. pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, yeah, like that's kind of that's kind of nice too, right? She's like, not just LeVar Burton's daughter. Yeah, she's right. self-made, she's, which is amazing. She's really cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're happy to have her, hoping everyone else is excited as well and come see her. She'll have autographs available. She'll have probably some panels and everything that you can imagine that we usually do with our guests. Um, you know, she'll be there. So it'll be good. Um, and of course, you can check her out on Instagram and I think Twitter, Twitter. though her main socials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise... Ooh, Artist Alley applications yeah. are open. Apparently. No, they're closed, actually. <gasps> they closed? Yeah, oh, they're okay. all done. I was going to say, if they're open right now, then not for long. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They only lasted about two weeks, from Ow. what I know. Um, we had a record amount of applicants this year. Hell. Nice. Forgive so. me, I keep forgetting what day it is. This whole year's kind of just disappeared. Well, yeah, it's the end of the year so (laughs) that's how that works that's how that works when you're listening to this you have less than three weeks until 2020 yeah oh my goodness um but yeah we received a record amount of applicants at artist alley this year so good luck to everybody because we primarily use a a jury system so hopefully you make it through please be patient forward to your art i'm excited to see artist alley again last year was incredible it Mm -hmm. was just it was everything was arranged so well the variety is always really impressive yeah and you always find something new i have no idea what the flavor of the week weed stuff is but I'm interested to see what all the artists draw to make money. <laughs> yeah. You say that, you say that like you don't keep up with anime yeah. seasonally, you really... and like you no, do... because I watch so much of it, I don't know what's actually popular. <laughs> oh, you're just like this is trash, but I love it. This exactly. Is kind of a weird first world problem to have, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Speaking of first world problems to have, if you haven't bought your Odafest pass yet, but you want to get it for slightly cheaper before. Uh, December 31st or technically January 1st you can get your pass online for cheaper early bird price Buy 50 it. bucks versus 60 at the door $50 exactly so do not wait for the ball to drop don't yeah. you dare now. yeah yeah so those are all our things come see Mika Burton get your pass for cheaper or give it away as a Christmas gift I don't Ooh, know what you want to do with it that is a great idea right or if you don't celebrate Christmas whatever you celebrate like uh, Kwanzaa or Hanukkah. Hanukkah, 
whatever you want to do. Just best or best you can, best 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 or you can just give it away because you're a good person. Yep. Yeah. Why not? Why not? You know who I always felt better, uh, bad for? Who? People whose birthdays are around gift giving times, such um, as Christmas. Yeah. Because when you're a kid, you're you're maybe your first couple of uh maybe your first couple of presents around the holiday, they like your parents might make the effort to give you like separate gifts, just like this is this is the time because it's all fresh and nice. But then later on in your life, I think they just always bundle your your life events with the general holiday that's coming up and you're gonna get one gift and they'll be like oh but we'll make it a slightly bigger gift or you know to be that fair kind of when you're when you get older the things you want are bigger things it's also harder to think of gifts as you get older yeah but uh yeah that is something that it, it is an intimate it's feeling for me actually yeah. a really difficult thing when i think about um friend events like if you're gonna do like a gift exchange like, a secret doing, santa? like a white like a white elephant or like a secret santa mm-hmm. it's really hard to say yeah just bring like a 20 dollar gift and you're like what could i possibly get someone my age that they would want for 20 dollars how i think about that kind of thing is that that they I just... haven't already bought themselves already right so we're all at a like it'd be something different if we're like in high school sort of yeah. get right? them a big load of tenga eggs uh, <laughs> but why? Twenty dollars of tenga. I think I don't even know if you can buy tenga eggs for twenty dollars. Oh, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I I would say that like generally speaking, if you're gonna buy a bigger gift, I like to buy experiences. Yeah. For people, that's why like I do think a ticket to something, not specifically Odafest, but if you're like, here's some. Here's Take, an interesting experience to a, for, here, yeah, that go, you would never have thought to Go try. to the zoo or go yeah. see a play or yeah. do something that's just out Here's of your normal. Here's a hot air balloon experience. I would love to do that. Yeah, How I've much is a hot air balloon? I don't... It's not that cheap, but hot, it's, it's a I great idea. I would die. Why? Why would you die? Balloon. Uh, I, I'm really bad with heights, actually. Do you have a, is it acrophobia or is it agoraphobia? Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia is the fear of like open spaces. Is it? The fear of public. Because the agora in the, in the Greek society was like the common area. Oh, it's like it's acro. The masses amass. I got it right the first time, technically. Acrophobia. Acrophobia. I learned something new today. See, I, I used to have sort of a fear of heights, but I grew out of it. But I do have, and I, I don't know if it's like a, like a phobia of, because a phobia is like an irrational fear. I have a fear of I don't like unstable things oh good god yeah, so if no. i'm on like That'd be bad. i don't like being on a bridge that's shaky Ooh, yeah. oh, god. but i don't know if that's a phobia anymore does that make sense no, like like that's phobia. like that's like a this is not a good thing that like that's i have climbed for example thing. you climb a tree you're not afraid of being in the tree but you don't want the shape the, the tree to be shaking due so to high like wind the last time right? i visited mm-hmm. my dad in windsor right we crossed over to detroit Okay. And you have two options. You have the tunnel or the bridge, the Ambassador Bridge. Oh, no. So we were taking the Ambassador Bridge. This is a bridge that's probably over 100 years old at this point. Right. And uh, when I was younger, I never really noticed how bad it was. But last time I went there, the, the guardrails, half of them were rusted to the point where they were not <laughs> holding. They were being held by other guardrails. Yeah. And they were offering no support. No. And I was just like, wow, if... 
if something pushed us to the side into That's that it. guardrail, we'd be uh, yeah. swimming back to Windsor through the Detroit wind, the yeah. River. And uh, I would also say that when I was a kid, when being afraid of heights as a kid, mm-hmm. I was also like weirdly um, aware of my fear of heights. So I was like, I'm a kid now, but when I grow older, will I be afraid because I'm taller? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I'll be like, on my everyday basis, I'm like, I am now, my, 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 my visual level is now five feet above ground as opposed to four feet from the ground. No, it's very true. <laughs> it's very true. It's perspective. The, I... Yeah, it is. But it's also the larger you are, the more it hurts when you fall. Oh, like, hell yeah. when you think about toddlers, they oh. fall. Like, off, off the end of a couch or something. Yeah, like, and I don't think they... They, just, they sort of bounce, actually, right? Yeah, they right? kind of do. They're soft and they're squishy, but they're yeah. also very resilient because that's how like, human babies are built. But a, when you think about, you know, falling off of the equivalent of a child falling off of a couch, but as, like, a six-foot adult falling off of... Like, what would that be? Like, you'd be falling off of, I don't something know, Something that's probably, like, six feet, maybe, or something. Yeah, like a balcony well, or something. Yeah. And, you, and you think that. about how much that would hurt. If, like, a four-year-old falls over, their head just fell three feet. No big deal. Not even. If I, an adult human falls over, their head just fell, like, six But it's, six it's not really... It's not about the fear of falling. I think if I... Like, when I really compartmentalized, sort of, like, the fear that I had, it was always, like, the sort of instability. And, uh... But... And I will say that, like, being... I'm not, like, huge in any way, but definitely being, like, a bigger person who, like, who weighs more always played a little part and to be like if the like if this bridge is wiggly and i weigh more like yeah <laughs> it's like that's not comfortable like, i know that feeling i would like to go in a hot air balloon but i don't like the i i don't like gondolas mm, yep because they because they swing mm-hmm. and it's like uh i'm sure engineering wise they're totally safe i don't really have a problem with that Hot air balloons, I don't even think have that engineering that I trust so much because they're not even attached to anything. They're literally hot air plus fire plus basket. <laughs> like, you know, like I have even less to trust. Yeah. So I, 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 as I much as I, I'd, love, I'd love to do the hot air balloon thing, by the way, it's about two, uh, it ranges from anywhere to, from 200 to $400 per person, depending. Oh, wow. Honestly, I disagree about the gondola versus the hot air balloon thing. The only difference, engineering-wise, or you're going to die-wise, is that the hot air balloon is higher, usually. usually. No, but, I mean, literally, the gondola is attached. The gondola is attached to a cable. Yes. Yeah, a which cable is attached... that can snap. Yes. The basket is attached to a big-ass thing by cables. Yeah, but I also think that there's no, more to hold, the there's more to hold more on to in a gondola. Do they give you a parachute when you no. go up in a hot air balloon? No, because there's no way they would, because you would have to receive training for that. Yeah. You, need to, you need training to use a parachute? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I always thought it was really easy. You know, after having I mean, watched so many movies, I think like, essentially it's easy. Maybe for like skydiving, it's more involved because like you can steer those parachutes. Yeah. Whereas plus for a survival situation, but I, 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 pull the cord and fall right down. But... I would also have to think that hot air balloons are actually fairly safe because I can't remember the last time that a hot air balloon accident really happened that wasn't like close to being ground level and there was like a high wind. Like, like you sort of. You shouldn't have gone out there in the first place. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I just... oh, I do have a funny story about like growing up with a fear of heights. Uh huh. My mom is 
a lovely person who is not always the most supportive person. She no. has, she's sort of cynical. Oh, did she ask you to climb up a ladder and then shake it once you're at the top? No, I didn't have any, <laughs> I didn't have any issues like that. She, she would never do that. It was more like, so there was this one time, like, I was afraid of heights to the point that if I was in a mall in the second level and there was like, you know, it's a little glass balcony, I was afraid of that level of height. Huh. Didn't like it. Oh, I don't like going by the uh, the railing at Chinook. I don't. I don't have a problem with it now. Like I said, I really, I really have put most of that behind me. It's really just like unstable, right? But anyways, um, so I was a kid and I was like, oh, I, and I was just trying to test. And my mom knew that I was afraid of heights, uh-huh. but I was like trying to like testing myself, and I tried to like, I, I came up closer to like the balcony, and then she was like, there was once a kid who leaned on the glass and the glass broke and they fell through and died, and I was like, <laughs> well, I'm why? Why would I need to know that? There's no like char- there's no development of character in this Did for you... me. Okay. <laughs> I could not chew her out at the time because of I was course. like I was still probably like only like 7 or 8 years old sort of. Like like you could talk back but you're not really, you know, it, like you're, you're not, not asserting to... yourself yeah. yet. You're not able that. to ignore something someone just said to you. Okay. No. So two two really <laughs> weird things. Um <laughs> I used to work in kind of a wonky postmodern shaped building and it flared up the higher you went. Okay. So at, at the very like top level sort of it was like a four it was like a four story building. Okay. So like on the top level the windows all tilted outwards. Okay. So you could ostensibly actually lean onto the glass at like, you know, at yeah, I'd say like a 30-degree oh, so like, lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd be looking straight down at the ground four floors below you. Right. And I never did it, but other people that I worked with had like, you know, done it as like a dare. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. And I'd just look down and I'd be like, no. That's the, no bueno. I... Like, no bueno. The yeah, other yeah. thing is that not even that long ago, there was a story in the news about a guy who was trying to show off the shatterproof glass in his, like, tower and um, I guess he threw himself against this window to show the new coworkers that, hey, this is shatterproof glass. Watch me. And he went right through it because he had done the demo enough to people that the glass had weakened. And now so he- so here, here, here. But but I have a question about that. Do you remember whether the sh- the glass shattered or if the pane just popped out? I don't remember. That's, I would love that's if a the, very important distinction. I love the the idea that if the pane I just pops out and it's not sh- and it didn't shatter. About that right? story on something. Yeah. I, and basically, what happened was over repeated uh, hits. Yes. Small fractures appeared in the edges. Oh. And so when it's all one piece, that's disappointing. It's no big deal. Uh-huh. And it can take that multiple times uh-huh but as soon as like even one little fracture oh it's starts, like uh it just spider webs out like yeah that's uh, like oh, glass. well that's like how glass, glass that's how glass works sort of like if you know anything about uh what is it like the saint andrew's drop or something like that or any kind of tempered glass basically all some... you have to do is hit it at a specific point in the structure and it causes reverberation. St. Rupert's drop. That's what it is. Where you can literally shoot the big end. Yeah. But you can like flick the so, small end with your finger. Yeah, if you've never seen it. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. There are tons of slow Not motion gonna videos lie, on YouTube. It looks like a giant thing of sperm. But <laughs> no, it does. Because it's just like, like it's got a big like little drop head kind of thing. And then the rest of it's sort of just like this long tail. Yeah. And you can literally put that drop sort of in like a pincer and you can like try and crush it and it's very resilient 
I believe. I but think the it moment was, you uh, smarter every day on YouTube. Yeah, but if you if you shot it. Yeah, and 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 like it might not even ding it, but. If you, I believe if you, if you just like flick the tail or something like that, shatters. it shatters immediately because the energy that's kind of held in the way that it's been created, um, all like all the vibrations just from that one point make the whole structure unstable. Spoilers. It wasn't the bullet that broke it, but it did break when he shot it. Huh. Yeah, that's... It was wait. I, I don't want to spoil it. People should actually go watch it. Yeah, just people watch should it. go watch people it. Should go or watch just, it. just look, go watch Smart Every Day's video on, on watch sciency things. And then send us some comments about what you yeah. thought about it. Watch sciency things. It's always a good thing. Um, not sciency things. Um, so on the note of like buying people experiences. Yes. I I think um, one of the things that I've I've seen um, from like repeated visits to Eau Claire recently. Eau Claire. Um, Eau Claire. We've been to the Cineplex that's rather abandoned feeling in Eau Claire lately a lot. And the reason is because we found out that they do all these really cool live screenings of things like plays that are happening over in London. Um, There was one recently just this past weekend. And what they had done is they had done a live performance of Shakespeare's The Winter's Tale starring... Kenneth Branagh and Branagh. Dame Judi Dench. She is Damn a treasure. <laughs> she is a treasure, and I loved her performance so much. Damn. But, um, it was a really interesting time because I went with friends who, while we don't like frequent a whole lot of stage plays, we sure. kind of know enough from being exposed to many different types of performances to give right. a vague critique of what was happening. Yeah. And none of the critique was really about what the performers did or didn't do right. or like the stage props or anything like that. There were actually quite a few iconic, beautiful, uh, beautifully imagined scenes with mm-hmm. lots of very like beautiful images that will probably stick with me forever. But the first half of the play was beautiful it was full of this beautiful psychological drama and just just like dark thoughts Mm -hmm. like it really showcased well what dark thoughts do in a human mind and how they fester and they fester and they become this horrible thing that tears a person and his whole life apart right completely unfounded jealousy that just tears an entire person's like his family is taken away from him he's lost everything good and then the second half turns into, Herp derp, I'm a peddler who goes around scamming people of all the things that they care about. Doop-dee-doo. Okay. And it's like, okay, did... What? The, we the, went, like we the... went from intense psychological drama to yeah. watching shepherds dance. The, to- the tone just like... The tone flip. did an absolute... Yeah. Yes. Tonal whiplash is a really good description. But the part that gets me the most is that at the climax at the end the conclusion of the play they decided to just tell you what happened instead of showing you the actual end of the play was a couple of guards are talking and they go hey did you see what happened no i didn't but that guy did hey you over there what happened oh well the prophecy's been fulfilled and now this has happened and thus a happy ending 
And nice. that was that was. It literally sounds like there were two scriptwriters, two head scriptwriters that didn't agree with each other. It was Shakespeare's original play. Yeah. Apparently, afterwards, I looked it up on Wikipedia. This has been widely criticized as one of his most problematic plays, and I can see why. It's like he took two pieces of two entirely separate plays and shoved them together in this really Maybe awful he shot out the Frankensteining. Second Maybe he was really hungover. I don't know. Maybe someone, maybe it was originally like cohesive. And then like somewhere along the line, someone who hated Shakespeare <laughs> just sort of like, like early on in the production process, just like swapped it in for some other crap. And was just like, it's yes. Just, it was just so weird to watch. This will ruin him. Like just, just so weird because the tonal whiplash, like you said, Angelo. And then there's, there's just like, the most extreme example I've ever seen of telling and not showing. It's like if you'd watched all of the MCU and then right at the very end is just two S.H.I.E.L.D. agents talking about how that really cool battle just happened. Mm. It was oh, just, just just the most disappointing way to wrap up this very, I think, was intended to be an epic plot about a king and his you know his loss and his weird like dark dark jealousy which almost ruined him and then maybe he redeems himself in the end or something like it, it just the, so i gotta say so appointments yeah yes can i so. just ask you a question uh-huh. how disappointing is it that you will never see your favorite anime again for the first time i kind of wish i could watch kill a kill for the first time is that your again. favorite so far it's been really really awesome for me but like it's not my favorite favorite. I just expected just it to those... be like a more nost- well, not, it doesn't have to be nostalgic like, specifically. No, but, like, but I just thought it would be like more of a classic favorite. Anything like Studio Trigger has made was always just a rip when ride I... the first time you watch it. Right. And then when the second time about... you watch it, you're kinda like, Okay, well I kinda know what happens. <laughs> and you sort of catch like little things yeah. as you as you sort of expect the chain of events sure, to happen again. Sure. But I mean, I can't say I've seen all of Studio Trigger stuff. And, like, I missed the second showing of Promare. Sure. So what I think about is, like, FLCL, I loved it the oh, first time. Oh, cootie, cootie. I watched it a million times after. Oh, man. When I think about uh, Gurren Lagan, I watched Lagan. it four or five times. Oh, and my goodness. it was goodness. great every time, but it wasn't the first time again, right? Exactly. Yesterday night, I went and I saw Promare. God damn it, I wanted Oak to go. At Oak Theater. Hey! I missed And you. I just have to say... I just watched Gurren Lagan again for the first time. Is what it felt like? Is that what it felt like for real? That's I mean, we talked was. about how they look. Like, they, they clearly just pulled character borrowed. designs. It's uh, kind of like they borrowed. They didn't borrow. Characters. They didn't steal. It's they, literally, they, they, they implemented. literally common. No, but they implemented they, the, the character designs that they already had yeah, into a new IP. It's no different than Kingdom Hearts, for example. Also, oh, I'm totally. glad you mentioned right? Kill a Kill because there's one girl who literally had the same uh, VA as Nono. <gasps> and she was great. Ooh. She was only a supporting character, so she wasn't there much. But she was great. I just realized I don't know what my favorite anime is. No, it's kind of hard for anyway. me to pinpoint. Like, if I were to watch, uh, like, um, I, I don't Promare oh felt like Studio Trigger kind of coming into their own, especially with style. Like, they have, they have style. Of course they do. Uh, especially, they have, uh, they have style, like, dripping out the ears. Like, style is their middle name. And with Promare, they just cranked <sighs> it up to 11. They stopped doing, like, big, bold black outlines and where half the character is black shadow for emphasis and they just splashed color everywhere and made it Colors amazing nice. and they got the exact same effect 
that the black lines got out of it, that the with the colored lines and what it was so. a feast for the eyes, and uh, because it's trigger aliens and would, it, it's fantastic. Would so, someone who it's fantastic go see Promare? Do what you have to do. Be able to watch this about as much as any other shonen anime. Okay. Here's a so when I said I don't really know what my favorite anime is, like I, there's a lot of anime that I've liked. And the truth is, there's a lot of different genres as well. So I, I would tend straight to, up like, say you can have more than one favorite anime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Especially when it comes to genres and, and like, things like uh, the medium itself, whether it's like a long form or a short form yeah. show. Like, like if, that I were, kind of thing. if I were to choose between favorite yeah. Studio Ghibli films, that'd be really hard for me because I have two very opposite spectrum things that I like. I loved My Neighbor Totoro as a kid, right. but I also really freaking loved Princess Mononoke cool. as a young adult. But so here's the stupid thing I did. I just. In Google, I typed my my search query was favorite anime. Oh my goodness! And it showed up oh, a yes bunch of. Oh, the first one. Psychopaths. Psychopaths. I've amazing. never, I've never Psychopath seen, I've never good. seen Code Geass or Psychopaths. Yes, yes. Actually, there's a season but, uh, of uh, Psychopaths. Okay, I'm not surprised good. that Madoka hold on, hold on. on there. So here's the thing. Like the, I've seen maybe a third of these shows, which is like not too bad. Like there's there's more, Ava. but it just made me really realize that I'm all about the concept, and I don't, I sort of don't care that much about the characters, and I sort of don't care that much about the specific storyline. Oh, dude, Ergo Proxy's on there because what? one of the like there's a there's an example on here for me that uh, um, Eden of the East. Eden of the East was good. It I was really like. Conceptually, I really like Eden of the East. Sean has been trying to get me to watch Terror and Resonance, and we keep. Uh, I don't. I've never even heard of it. Shirobako is pretty funny. Shirobako is that the great. name? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no no no! Terror. I thought Terror and Resonance was the same thing as Shirobako. Oh no. Sorry. Um, like yeah, like I watched some of Paranoia Agent, which is like interesting to me, but like it's all about concept. Like I definitely don't think I have such a thing as a favorite anime. Someone could ask me if I like Gunbuster or Gurren Lagann better, and I'd be like, fuck you. They're both my favorite. Huh. Like, I like Full, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood wow, stuff. Wow, Strata Online made it. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, it's somebody's favorite, okay. I mean, for sure. The concept behind SAO was really great to me. I just think that personally i feel like the the execution failed for me uh, no sort of uh, isekais need to isekais die just you know isekais isekai does need to die isekais are the next started it yes, isekais are the next or not the next but they're like the current generation of like zombie media yeah right because like yeah. for the longest time zombie media dominated it the, still kind the, of does in it North does not. America. It does not. It does not in the same America. way. No, not in the same way as it used to. Not even close. But like when Walking Dead got like, when it was like first second season, yeah. and like that was when it was already sort of like at its very very end of its peak. Before that, there was like Left 4 Dead games, lots of video games that were just zombie games. There was so much zombie shit. Yeah. And now we're and in the anime world, it really just translates to right now. It's isekai. Isekai is. The flavor of the last couple of years. What do you think will be the next big trend in anime, Angelo? Since you keep up with most current. Oh, I have a, I, I have a, I have a hope for what I want it to be. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not gonna predict shit because I don't, My... I don't read manga. Anyone who's reading manga right now already knows what's going to be produced next season, the season after. So, with... but I would like a more soft fantasy. What does what is soft or like fantasy? low fantasy, like uh, 
Give me one example anime that's low fantasy. Well, technically, the Golden Age arc of Berserk is low fantasy, whereas the Fantasia arc is high fantasy. But something like Dr. Stone, I would say that's... I don't have a really uh, proper term for it. That's kind of where I was going with soft fantasy, where it's not realistic. Because the population's not going to get turned to stone for 3,700 years and then sure. wake up into a, 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 a natural... Oh, but, it's fucking po- post-apocalyptic shit. But something <laughs> where it's like characters working through an unrealistic situation right. in a realistic manner. I, I love that. I'm okay with those. Or even a semi-realistic matter because Dr. Stone. I actually really enjoyed um, Bunny Girl exactly for that reason. It I don't is, know what that is. So, oh, Bunny um, Girl Senpai? Bunny Girl Senpai. So what it, the basic setting is that it is the modern world. It's, it's the current modern world. But um, people going through adolescence manu- manifest. Is this the real name? <laughs> Rascal does, does not, not dream, dream of, of Bunny Girl, Girl Senpai. Senpai. That, yes, is that is the full it's name. It's ridiculous. Jesus. But what I particularly loved I about it, it is fantastic, and I'll tell you why. Um, the premise is like very paper thin, but the execution is great because the 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 characters in those situations behave as real people would actually do. Um, the premise is really oh. silly. The premise is that people going through adolescence will manifest their their pre-adolescent stresses in a certain way that like are supernatural. But the actual characters feel real because they react like real humans would when it comes to what would happen if I were to start turning, I don't know, invisible and no one can see me. What would you what kind of ones. what kind of stupid hijinks would you get up to? Well, but also not, what kind of consequences would you get? stupid hijinks though because there's there's really not that level of comedy to it okay. it's it's actually like a handling and uh, a representation like of the what consequences it's like to go through adolescence it's okay. it's basically going through puberty but it manifests in really weird sure. supernatural ways okay maybe i should watch it but i remember watching i gave it the, the three episode test and i decided that i'd already watched bakemonogatari and i wasn't gonna do it again you don't like it no, it was fine. I just wasn't interested because I'd already watched Bakemonogatari and I wasn't going to watch Bakemonogatari again. Hmm. I... That's what it was. The first three episodes were literally Bakemonogatari. Yeah. I actually like the... Oh, there was a... I don't think it's actually an entry in the Monogatari series, per se, but there's like one called Katana... Katana Gatari was loved it. completely unrelated. I loved it for its... I love it for its stylization. The art is great. It took me a little bit to get behind the art, and it just... It was such good storytelling. Yeah, but the story... The storytelling is good. The storytelling is a little weird. Yeah. But it is good. It comes... It takes you from left field. I feel like it's a... I think it's one of those under underappreciated shows that like not everyone will have watched. Yeah, I haven't heard about it since it aired. Yeah, like I have never seen, for example, like uh, what do you call it, fan art of of, of it? Yeah. Oh. Not that I can think of. Like you know, all the years I've ever walked through an artist alley, I definitely can't think of anyone. I've who seen like Katana Gatari art three of it. Cosp- right? Pictures, I should say, of two or three cosplayers on. Yes, on I've seen cosplays in like the but in a different con. Aired, yeah, there's been like three threads on 4chan. <laughs> uh, it is great, and everyone it's an who, interesting, who's heard it's about great. it is like, "Yeah, that show's great." It was great, and uh, I watched it for the very first time last year, and it was really amazing. Yeah, it's great. 
Just something about that art style. Anyone who's listening really who hasn't clicks. seen Katana Gatari should go watch Katana Gatari. Yeah. Please do. And and you'll probably forget. And then come talk to us about you. it because we want someone to talk to Katana Gatari. Dude, about. that's how I sort of made friends early on as a as a, like a weeb mm-hmm. was sort of finding friends that had watched like the same shows, but a lot of the shows that I was watching weren't really shows that were like YTV or on Cartoon Network or whatever they were airing on like on national shows or whatever. Like yeah. I, I I watched a lot of shows that were just harder to find. It wasn't like again, it wasn't like Evangelion levels of popular. Um even like because Evangelion didn't air on T V here, for example, but it was still popular. I didn't get like I, I watched some of those shows for sure, some of the popular things, but not in my prime time, my prime I- the, the, you say this, and all I'm hearing is, "Don't talk to me unless you've finished serial experiments, Lane. You filthy." <laughs> I wa- Lane was Lane was one of my early shows that I definitely watched. Same. Um, Did I just call it? Oh <laughs> uh, no, actually, well, I also watched. I'm not like, and I'm not, I can't hide it. But I mean, I, I watched some like harem stuff that was sort of not like seriously. Oh, Tenshi Muyo. No, oh. not, if you not like watched that. Outlaw Star. Not like that. Green but it was stuff like. Don't uh, even think about speaking. I think it's me. maybe more popular now, but I watched it when it first came out, um, which was uh, people, like in English, people know it as Rumbling Hearts, but the 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 Japanese name was Kimiga Kimiga Nozumu Ain or something like that, or Ain. I don't know how to pronounce that last one, uh, but. It was like or shows like again just the, that people didn't watch yet they were anime was still sort of like it was becoming popular for sure but there was a lot of show a lot of shows that you know weren't extremely accessible and like sh- things with like more storyline focused things not action focused things not mm-hmm. kids uh tv shows that kind of thing mm-hmm. so that's definitely how i kind of started my early anime bonding i would say um Lane is a really good one because Lane is a little bit more conceptually beyond what most shows are even now. Yeah, um, Lane was special. Lane can't be repeated, I think. Lane is definitely one of those animes that you'll never watch again for the first time. Yeah. I could probably rewatch it for the first time because my memory is terrible. <laughs> I haven't is, watched Lane. That is actually a blessing. I haven't have watched Lane. I have. I haven't watched Lane in you'll, like you'll 15 fire it years. up and you'll be like present day, present time. Oh, I remember and it'll that. all come flooding back to you. And the you'll thing see that the I love girl, the... her her lips move and then nothing happens. Yeah. And you don't hear. I and then like she falls and you're like, oh shit. I'll also admit cool. to like watching Lane probably four times before I really kind of was understood it was grasping a lot more of its concepts um but one of the but thing four times you're like 200 (laughs) but but things that like brought me back to a series like lane was like i really like the music and Mm -hmm. uh, the opening and closing were really nice i don't know it's all it's all the qualities that you would think of when you're when you think about like watching your favorite anime anime again for like the first time Mm. it's all these notes that like what hooked you and it's like the music hooks me a lot that's why i don't really like watching or reading manga that much because t- typically doesn't have music and music yeah, really does that enhance audio the experience for me. Is missing. Yeah. Story-wise, it's kind of like it's it's a 50-50 because the, the truth is anime stories can portray the manga storyline. They just don't for whatever reason, hmm. you know, like whether it's fillers or so, whatever. So, okay, would you would what I? would you watch with someone um to bring that them into anime? An absolute 
like if okay so you're you're saying that the, one of the the greatest ways that you would meet new friends was you know a, a perfect bonding over anime what would you watch with like a new person that you were dating that they like let's say that they weren't i would pick them out there really I would there would be your first introduction to someone that you were dating to well, anime. So like again, so if let me I get the so I just anime? the scenario no no the scenario is that they don't really know anything about yeah. anime, I'm guessing. Yeah. They don't it's not that they've never watched anime because maybe as a kid they watched some Pokemon or yeah, something Pokemon, like that. Yeah. But like we're talking low level, easily accessible, commercial level they're stuff. Filthy casual. But if you're like if you're bringing them into like here's my Crunchyroll account, they're like I don't know what to watch on the Crunchyroll account, right? And well, let's sit down and watch this. Yeah. The first question you you would always ask is, what do you normally watch? Mm-hmm. That's not anime because you want to know what their genres oh, yeah. are. Everyone has preferred a genre. genre. Everyone has preferred genres. Like. I don't watch history stuff. I just don't. It's not a genre of mine, but I watch biological stuff. So, for ex- like, I love biology in general. So, a great anime for me, if I if I were that person, cells just to work. start off, is Cells, cells at, work. at Work. That's new. Like, like it's fairly rel- like it's fairly relevant. It's fairly really educational. Adorable. It's uh, adorable. It's fun to watch. It's easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Knocks like it knocks a lot of things out of the park in that sense. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to be contextually aware of what your uh, partner is into because yeah, if you're great. not you're gonna screw then it over. Get, yeah. I yeah. think standalone anime movies as like a gateway drug to anime are perfect. Probably because they're short, they're encompassed, they're, they're well encapsulated. Yeah, I they mean, like if it's story. very easy and it's very low investment. Okay. It depends. Yeah, but okay. So the problem I have with that is again, it really does depend on who you're seeing because there's lots of different kinds of anime movies still. Because mm-hmm. like we're not talking. Here's end of Evangelion, <laughs> right? Like we're, you're not gonna do that, but you're also like I don't think that's just cruel. Giving someone end of Ava as like your an introduction, intro to anime. yeah, yeah. No. But it's the difference between a Ghibli film, a sort of one-off film like Summer Wars, Summer Wars, right? Yes. Or you have a film that's more rooted in reality, like. Uh, uh, or if you have like slight fantasy to it or something like that, where you have like a Makoto Shinkai film, mm-hmm. which is sort of like uh, like Garden of Words. Garden of Words, right? Your name. So like you're are you, like again, there's there's different things to appreciate about all of them. Summer Wars is definitely more fantastical, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so are Studio Ghibli films. They tend to be more fantastical, but they're also a little bit more Disney esque children. Well, they're also very rooted geared. in like actual japanese culture so if you're not that as can be difficult too. with japanese culture right? you may not like, get like, some of those nuances a lot of people be like setting. i love spirited away but i feel like spirited away isn't exactly everyone's first exposure either i don't know spirited away to, was... to japanese culture right off the bat because there's a lot of things going yeah, okay. on okay there's the whole word play and then there's, there's right the whole uh, whereas the bathhouse concept yeah but whereas if you watch something like garden of words where it's like I would say it's a slower movie. It is much slower. It's a but, slower burn. But you look at it and it's like it's relatable because mm-hmm. it's it's rooted in real world. It's you don't have any yeah, it's that human you relationship. Can imagine yourself in. And the art is like stellar. Yes. Right? And then even if you sort of can't appreciate this or this or this, but they might be able to go away with like, oh, like animation like you could start off with the point that animation is not just for kids yeah. by watching something like that. Absolutely. And then you can show them your hentai collection. Oh, that's like... what I did wrong. <laughs> because you can show a... them that animation is a art. As <laughs> and an then art. you can show them it is rooted in reality. And then, and you, then, can then you can show, show them, them it's it... not just for kids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. That's where I messed up. Yeah. Jeez. 
And then you bring it full circle and be like, Big Titty is art. Wow. <laughs> Big Titty art. We went there. Yes, we did. Um, What else would you do for, like, perfect weeby dates then? Like, what so, would you watch? What would you do? What, I threw this we... in here just because yesterday, me and Dio, mm-hmm. uh, first date? Nice. Yeah. Aww. Seven years and it was our first date. Yeah. Aww. Uh, I can believe it. Yeah. We went for ramen and then we uh, walked over to Eau Claire to where'd watch you go to, Where'd you go for ramen? It was Shibuya Ramen on... 16? No. No. Shibuya Ramen. Shibuya Ramen's on... I don't like that place very much. Shibuya Ramen. I found it. I went there once and it just turned out to be very average. Like, or even slightly below average. Well, I don't know if you like it. The only Shibuya it, I know good. is the one next like to Bubble it. Mania. It's, it's, across from, it's across from a Tim Hortons, sort of. It's close to being... To yeah, a, yeah, yeah, that's the one. I know yeah. where it is. I, I just... I've, I'm not saying don't go there, absolutely. I just said that the first time I ever Jay, went, the only time I went, I it was very average, and I hate average food. Yeah, he... If it's not the best food in the world, or... If it's not the worst, worst food, food in the world... I already hate it. Yeah, he actually... If it's just like, yeah, that was fine... He's not happy. It, no. If it was like, oh, that was disgusting. There was then like I can remember. On the noodles. Then yeah. Remember. Then I can remember that, that it was terrible. What was the worst so noodle go. you ever had in Calgary? The worst. I've never had bad noodles. Ever. Never. Then you're not like actual hard worst. Okay. What are the worst noodles you've ever had? Period. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I've never had restaurant food where they've screwed it up that bad. I've never had it bad, but that's why I still just don't like average because One average. Time. You average. The problem with average is that. You for you you accept average. You forget that it was just average. You're like, oh, I'll go there again, sort of, and it just becomes like it's like mind-numbingly non. I guess feeding right into that. Sorry, there's only two bad restaurant experiences that I ever really remember. One was were they Taco both here Bell in Calgary? Ontario. Taco wow. Bell was barely and count. This wasn't any particular Taco Bell, it but was. it was. Three different Taco Bells over the course of so, about a month. the franchise. The entire franchise of the Taco Bell. Franchise. In Windsor, at least. Uh, so we went to one. Me and my family. One person had uh, some bad food. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was bad sour cream or something. Or Ew. It was Taco Bell. It, Just... was, it was legitimately not safe to eat. Ew. We go, me and some of my college friends go to one Taco Bell. And they screw up the order. Uh-huh. Okay. And like, sure. Not that just happens. forgetting an order, but getting it completely wrong. It's like, what, what? How did you even? Who was? And then the third time, and this was the last time that I've actually gone to Taco Bell. Yeah. Me and the same college group of friends, we we had just done a presentation for some stuff, and we were heading back to the college. To sure. One of our friends had a, a moldy ass gordita shell. Like, Ew. Oof. Not just. That is specks of mold. It's like, yeah. How the fuck did the person working there even touch this? Yeah, but they're like, who would even want to? Yeah. And it's like that's that's it. And the other one, and it's it's kind of on us for for letting the restaurant do this. But uh, so me and a group of friends went to a Boston pizza. I can't remember which one here in town, Mm -hmm. somewhere in the northwest, I think. And. uh, the, the hostess seated us, and we were waiting for a couple more friends to come, and they, they come after about 15 minutes, whatever. Sure. Uh, and we're like, okay, the hostess will probably be here, ask for like drinks, give us some menus soon. Or No, we already had the menus. Ask for our order soon. 
And we waited, and we waited, and I was like, what the fuck, no drinks? So after about half an hour, we oh. flagged someone down, because we were also talking, we lost track of time, we flagged someone down and said, hey, can can we put our order in? And she's like, yeah, sure, we'll find your uh, waiter. 20 more minutes come by, the manager comes out, apparently like they were arguing, they didn't know whose table we were, and it's like, why does it even fucking matter? Someone pick Serve them. Pick Someone pick us, I don't care, we're here. Do you want my money or not? And, uh, so the, we're now 50 minutes into it. Uh-huh. The manager says, okay, well, what do you guys want to start? We'll get some drinks and stuff, and we can give you a good deal on the meal because you've been waiting for so, and whatever. So it's like, okay, just get us some drinks. We, we all put in our drink order. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we'll expedite it with the bar so that, uh, you get it out faster. So that your fountain pop can be 20 minutes later, <laughs> we still don't have the drinks even. You guys are way oh, too... Oh, man. So... And at this point, it's more like, what What are they even doing? Here's the thing. You what... guys are way too patient because... We should have been out of there, like, at Already. the... Already. When the no. manager came out and asked us for drinks, we shouldn't have made it that far. So I recently went to a restaurant... But then uh... we're like, you know what? No. We're gonna go. We'll yeah. get us our drinks and whatever. And, and so they actually... Brought us the bill for the drinks before we even had the drinks. What? That's nice. No. And it was Last like act. So here's the thing. I don't <laughs> know. Should I drink this? Your it's paper. Your way. you like you're way too patient because no, I, it, I like I recently went to a restaurant. I went out uh, to, at one with point, a couple of friends. It was less. This is bullshit, and it's more. How bullshit can this possibly get? No, like, but you're just wasting your time. We like, were. it's an absolute waste it of time. Like, we ended up I, Little Caesars and having food within two minutes. We went to a restaurant. It was sort of busy. I made a reservation. Like every, like we were seated. We got water. We were waiting. Like we made our order, and then we waited there for like forty minutes, but we didn't get an update on food. Other people who sat down after us got food, and we're like, well, if the next order sort of isn't ours, like we're leaving, and that's like that's pretty much the end of it. Like. And what we ordered was, like, essentially, like, appetizer-level food. So, mm-hmm. appetizers, like, are things that you're supposed to be able to bang out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they're supposed to happen like, quick. The things that, like, the in terms of, like, speed, this is what restaurants are able to serve. Any any competent restaurant should be able to serve drinks first. Like, that's always the fastest because, obviously, you're just pouring something. Then the next are desserts, actually, because desserts tend to be uh, pre-made in and some chilled. way. And chilled. You don't have to warm them. Exactly. So, there's very little... Um, additional assembly or anything required. Then next are appetizers. Appetizers are like what, like a five to ten minute wait at the most, right? But we were waiting for appetizer level level food for like over half an hour. We we're like, no, we're like it, that's out time. Like there was no way in hell you would ever, I would ever willingly wait for more than that period of time for that level of food. I don't care if it's like glow, like gold leaf truffle, everything like the most delicious thing you can possibly imagine at some point you have to realize that the contract here is that i'm coming here to pay you for food that i want to eat in a timely manner like that's part of the service part i would i can't believe anyone would ever waste that much time sitting there even if you're being incredulous about it which i like you were and i'm not saying that you're like made a shitty decision i just couldn't have done that that i couldn't have done that it was our fault to stay that long without even getting drinks yeah i once had a bowl of pho, and it tasted like someone's rag water. Ew. And was it I was left. it colored? Like was it colored fine? Like did it appear it fine? It looked like it should have been broth. Right. 
I did it smell like it like, definitely smelled like rag water so it nothing not about it other than what it looked like nothing about it appeared appealing is that right it looked well i mean like even the meat like there there was like barely any oh, meat that's... on it it was just like you know here's some they, they already added the bean sprouts in it for us which so they had weird. wasted a bunch of food yeah they, it was just a waste like i don't like, I Did was you, out of there. You just walked out? Oh, yeah. I just walked out. Yeah. Was, Were you yeah, with anybody? I was, yeah, I was with someone. Okay. And it was just like, this tastes awful. We're leaving. I can, I don't walk out on restaurants a lot. Like, I don't want to give off the impression that maybe like any kind of snobbish behavior or anything like I that. I still paid. Don't get me wrong. I paid and then I left. But like, I barely touched it. I don't know if I would have paid. I would have. I did I would have. I definitely just paid for it and then I left. I would have brought up the issue and left like i would have i would have pointed out why i wouldn't pay i wouldn't just be like i'm gonna die in dash which is also something that's not acceptable Mm-mm. no it's not that's uh, straight up legal i will however say that tipping is definitely shit <laughs> and this is me like i my parents like dude don't fucking at me because my parents were restaurateurs like i was raised in restaurants in service environments mm-hmm. tipping is for service that is above average if you provide average service what i will provide you with is my money that i was expected to be paying it's not that to say that i have i have no problem tipping i'm happy to tip because i'm happy to receive good service but if you give nothing but the most basic level of service or bad service you can like i will absolutely not tip for that like i just i, I don't consider like there's no there's no realm of explanation for that. I don't think you need to explain yourself. Well, I for agree that. with you that tipping is shit. Tipping culture is pretty shit. The problem tipping is culture in most is parts crap. of most parts of North America, the minimum wage for generally tipped positions is way lower. Yes. To some places being like thirty percent of regular minimum wage. I get that. That's not the consumer's fault. It's not. It's not the consumer's fault. And this is, again, me saying that I am very well acquainted with it. I, like, my parents worked in restaurants. I worked in restaurants for a brief time. I did not want to stay in that environment, like, that working environment. So I never actually pursued a restaurant career. But I will say that, like, I can't justify that kind of expectation. It's just not... I don't think it like and the further we the faster we can move away from those expectations the better because in countries where you don't have to tip it's great it is it's not because I, I like, loved going to Japan there was no tipping I have no problem with paying the money if it means that the person that is re- eventually receiving the money is getting a you know re- livable wage yep for even a low level sort of service work yes like I don't care right that don't that makes sense, right? Like, am I, I? I don't think it's that controversial, and I do feel for people who are like um, stiffed, being stiffed by their employers. Yes. Here's the problem with all of that kind of stuff: people who like servers and 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 bartenders, for example, who are like pissed at their customer for not, not tipping, tipping, should be pissed at your boss for not paying you for not paying you a proper yep. living wage. Period. Yes. I agree. You can go to Japan, go to the bar, have a server, have a drink, pay the price, not tip. Everyone's happy because they're still making a living. 
Wow, they don't even do tipping at bars out there. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing you really are ever expected to tip for is sometimes our hotel services. Yeah, we go to. Wow. We went to Oriokan, and you are allowed to tip. It's not required, but you yes. are allowed to tip the person who will be taking care of you at the Oriokan if yeah. you want to. Yes. But that is not tipping. Sometimes not is seen. Expected. T- uh, tipping is sometimes seen as an insult. Yes. Because you're like there. yeah, because it's like. What you think? You think I need the help? Like, yeah, you, either I need the help or what? Like, like you, you think that you can get extra services out of me, sort of thing. Like, there's yeah. a lot. There's like it sends different messages to a non-tipping culture, mm-hmm. but those, but those, those ways are right as well. Like, there's no. I don't think there's a. That's an invalid opinion at all, and I think. Oh, that's, absolutely. Right. Like. I agree. Well, if. When but I that was being s- retail, there were a couple times yeah. people were trying to tip me for something, and I was like, "What the fuck is this for?" That being said, I'm, like I'm a reason you don't what like if you if you if you go like if you are the 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 employee who is providing above average service in a tipping economy, then sure you sure you should deserve a tip. But if you are just covered, sort of just like, you know, hi, how are you doing? Can I get your drink? Can I get your food? That's it. You know, and like that's mm-hmm. a it's like a very robotic sort of like engagement. Like why am I? I could technically get that from like I there's no difference here than me self-serving almost. Yeah. Um, right? What I really enjoyed about going to Japan is that when you sit down at a restaurant and you you give your order and then they bring you your meal. Yeah. Um they also bring you the bill. And there's no rush to leave or anything. They're just expediting the the whole having right. to Thanks. flag someone down to get you the bill. Like it's really weird when you compare it to our eating culture here where it's like, oh, it's kind of an insult if someone brings you the bill. Right. But... It, yeah, when they bring you the bill, it's like, get out yeah. Yeah. right now. It's like they want you to get out. But Leave this place. at the same time, when it's really freaking busy and all you want to do is get your bill and get out, mm-hmm. it's it's like flagging down a server who's busy serving lunch hour rush is really hard. Right. And it's oh, like... Yeah. And circumstances so I, are different. Yeah, I totally so get that. I too. really like it when in Japan they bring you the meal, and then like a few minutes later they also like they also drop off your bill. Yeah. Like they're not rude about it; they leave it face down, so you're not like having. It's stare literally at it just like time. understanding just that's like, part of the procedure, anyways. Yeah, so you might as well just, just you know the bill. here you go, whenever you want, just yeah. you know take the bill for the front and pay on your way out. And it's just so much easier than having to flag someone down. Yeah. Uh, I apologize to Angelo. I recently I realized that I did cut off your date story finish your date story and then we got to wrap up no straight up we yeah. had some uh nice ramen yeah mm-hmm. we just drove downtown had some nice ramen average ramen went to uh... <laughs> it was nice sure like i said i went it there i the went there ramen I, in the world i went there once nice. i went there once but i just don't think it was exceptional by any and then we headed down to eau claire hung out with a bunch of weeds in the lobby sure uh how there... many how many people would you say did anyone cosplay house. And there was uh, Austin was there in full cosplay. <laughs> they cosplayed as Camina, but no one could tell. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. That's a good joke, right? Yeah, Nailed basically. It. Perfect. But there, uh, there were uh, quite a few different cosplayers there. Uh, it was a full house. It was really great. Dio what was met the... so many friends there that people that she was like, "Oh, I didn't know you're coming, but hey, great to see you here." That's good. Mm, that's always nice. Yeah, and that's what. That's what going to anime movies is like in these cities. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a very small community, but exactly. it's a small community of love. You know, it's weird because it's still a niche thing, but I mean, like, in Japan, I was there while, you know, they were releasing all sorts of anime movies, and I could have gone to any one of them. So it's kind of weird that that's, like, the norm 
and it has, but it has to I don't be a think niche they have event subtitles here. in Japan. Mm-hmm. They do have subtitles in Japan. They just mm-hmm. also happened probably in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. Right. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Angelo, signing out without subtitles. See ya. Bye.